Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, we have a commissioned episode from Charlie Ward, one of our patrons, wanting to talk about the multiverse. All that and probably more after this said we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. And in our third chair, in the producer chair, we have Ashley Coffin. How you doing, Ash? I'm fantastic. A little hot, but fantastic. Yeah, it's getting it, it's hot in your room, so we're going to get through this episode quick. Uh, summer. Sorry. I'm over summer. Off. Why isn't it Halloween yet? <laughs> right? I My hate God. summer. We were conditioned as children to like summer because it was the time when there wasn't any school, but summer is actually the worst. That's why they do it. So we have some positive connections to summer. Um <laughs> It's the only time that you're free. We don't just all give up on life every summer. Um, okay, so like like Jeff mentioned in the intro, we this is a commissioned episode. We're trying to hit some commissioned episodes during this little break. You want to read that commission for us there, Jeff? Charlie Ward, one of our patrons, says, I was thinking if you can do an episode solely focusing on the multiverse including the Spider-Verse stuff. Some of it I don't really understand, and with DS2 No Way Home coming soon, plus what's happening with Loki, it would be really cool to get it locked down exactly how the multiverse works, and where you think the MCU is going with it compared to comics, etc. Cheers, man. All right, so I put together like just like a breakdown of kind of what I thought was important to know about this multiverse, and you guys chime in with whatever you think. But basically, it's choice. It's all about choices. It's all about choices. I think that's somewhat true, but also, yeah, there, you're jumping way ahead of me here. Sorry, um, <laughs> lay it out. Okay, I wanted to be the smart guy. <laughs> <laughs> they use time travel to get into the multiverse in this particular circumstance. Uh, but basically, it's based on the many worlds version of time travel. There's three basic versions of time travel, uh, as I see it. Uh, two of them are based on the idea of there's just one universe. So, like, type one is the world is as it is. You can't make changes. Any time travel you do uh, w- was always supposed to happen, and it always existed, and it just loops back on itself and, like, it's great. It's a really good, clean version of time travel. It's very elegant, but the problem is storytelling is almost impossible because you can't make changes. So, like, what's the point, right? There, there's, right. there's various movies that do this. The problem is most of them I can't even mention without spoiling them because a lot of them, the resolution of the movie is realizing, oh, we can't make changes. Um, like, <laughs> because the whole point of it. So, it's, it's really hard to make any movie in that kind of universe that is a sequel because once you know you can't make changes, what is the... Uh, anyway, so that's one version of time travel. I don't think it works very well for storytelling, except for one. I think, I think the time machine did a pretty solid take on that. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, like um, it, the guy Pierce filmed. You know, he went back in time and tried to stop his fiance from getting killed. Turns out that she got killed in another way, and it was like this is destined to happen. Fixed point in time. Sorry, I couldn't help it. Whatever. But instead of going back and trying over and over again, he went forward in time. To try to, like, find the answers to time travel. Right. Okay. And then it wasn't really about finding the answers to time travel. It was, like, finding that humanity sucks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that is about it. Okay. I haven't seen Time Machine. Um, but it sounds like he oh. still made a change. Or I haven't read, read it or seen it. 
Uh, that movie's like 20 years old. Don't feel bad. Like, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> so that's one type. The other type that doesn't, that exists on one timeline is the kind where you can make changes. You know, you go back and you make a change and it changes your timeline that you're on so that you're now on a different timeline. And yeah, your whole timeline shifts. Yeah, your timeline shifts so when to you become go- a new timeline. When you go back to the future. Yes. You're again stealing my thunder because <laughs> the, the point of the, the wow. real problem with this, this time travel, I'm just teasing. <laughs> the real problem with this time travel is it creates paradoxes all over the place and nothing ever makes sense. Uh, right. basically everything you do to make a change changes your future. So nothing can make sense. I.e. back to the future is bullshit. <laughs> what? You- you broke it. Yeah. <laughs> broke reality. <laughs> well, the real, if you really want to get into Back to the Future, we can, but it's, it's like, no, the, no and I know we don't have time, but it's basically, they, the Fabio. real problem with, uh, real problem with Back to the Future is they change the types of time travel halfway through and they just choose whichever one they want when they want. And it's real confusing, but <laughs> I digress. That, anyway. that leads us to type three, which is the mini worlds theory, the multiverse. And that is what we have here. In this type, you can go back and change things, but they don't change your timeline. Your timeline is not affected. It creates a branch timeline. So any change creates its own version of the world, the universe, the timeline. Those all, all, all those words are synonymous in my mind. The universe, the timeline, and the world's more localized, but the world, if you're dealing with Earth-based stuff. It's all yep. like, those are all the same thing. It's all versions of reality, timeline, universe, same thing, in my mind. I don't know sure. if there's any real solid difference. Except for in actual quantum mechanics, but we won't get into that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let's talk about string theory for a minute. No, that 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 tracks. And uh, this the first time I ever learned about, kind of uh, vicariously learned about, um, the many worlds theory uh, is in Dragon Ball Z. Whenever oh, Trunks came from the future and like huh. he affected the past, and like it didn't matter what happened that he did with the past, it branched off into another verse, and like his timeline was never affected. And like that broke my brain because at that point I had only ever like seen Back to the Future and the Time Machine, and like I had I had this understanding of like this is how time travel should work, right? Yeah, and then. He says, like, I, if I change the past, it doesn't do anything for my timeline. It only helps yours. And I was like, do what? Like, no, that's not how it works. So, you know, introduction to many worlds kind of abruptly like that. <laughs> that's interesting. I like that as a, like, introducing a different kind of time travel I mean, it's kind of what happens in certain movies, like I mentioned with type one, where like you find out the type of time travel and that is the resolution of the movie. You know, that is the, that's a big character moment for Trunks when he realizes, oh, I can't change my future. I can only change their future. That's cool. Yep. I like that. I, I haven't seen that part of Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. And he, that was like, because he knew that he couldn't change his future uh that his actions were only affecting their timeline he still stuck around to try to make sure that their timeline was as good as it could be before leaving mm. okay it's a real selfless guy real yeah good guy that's that right. chunks. i like it i mm-hmm. like it um okay so the the back to this little the ideas that i have so like 
The MCU, they've made a few notable additions to this version of time travel that I, I haven't really seen many other places. Um, it seems based on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which may or may not be canon, and the discussions uh, of levels of variance energy in Loki, that small changes to the timeline that don't have long-term impacts do not create what they're calling nexus events, which means uh, that very similar timelines seem to have the ability to recongeal into a single timeline. That's a gross word. That sounds gross. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, I don't like timelines congealing. I love it. I love it. It's sexy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, like no, jello. not the noises. <laughs> gross. Okay. Uh, sorry. So, I've actually never heard this used before until we talked on a, about it on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where they had the idea of the river, and if you throw a stick in the river, it might separate, but it comes back together. That was the... the right. And they talk about making uh, uh, waves not... Or no, no. Uh, ripples rip, not waves. Ripples not waves. They don't want to change right. it too much, because then it actually will branch the timeline. Right. You put one stick in there, it's going to go around the stick. It can't go right where that stick is, but it'll go around and reconverge. But then if you put enough sticks in there, it will divert the flow. Yes. It almost seems as if the timeline itself has some sort of desire to be one timeline, which now we know the TVA and possibly the, um, in my mind, the Sorcerer Supremes might be protecting the sacred timeline and causing it to flow back towards itself. Well, Dr. Strange did say he's protecting your reality, douchebag. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, it, it, it's, it's really nice, because it conveniently allows writers to only deal with other worlds that are significantly dissimilar to the one they're dealing, that they're in. It's, it, right. you know, because there's only only ones that branch, which I think that's cool. I think that's that's like a nice, it cleans up the multiverse so that it only branches when there's big events. The second change, as far as I see it, um, is that not only time travel shenanigans create branches. Uh, and this is, this have, I've have seen this a little bit before, but like, it seems that they can spring up naturally from the timeline. But the thing again, like I said about, it seems like the timeline wants to bring itself back together. It's not, it's not only that like choices on the timeline can create branches uh, Sylvie has the line that says, um, is that the, the universe is fighting to be free of, of, of Kang's control, which makes me wonder if that's just like a natural states thing where like the universe exists. It, it's like, it's like Kang has dammed the river all around and is forcing it to flow in this certain way. And it's always fighting to burst out. Is that a natural way of things or is there some sort of, like, is there, is there someone, it could be a Watu, it could be whoever, that's fight, like, sort of, like, causing things to want to go back to their normal way, wanting to sort of defeat Kang in that way, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the standard answer for, uh, for the MCU cast here is, I don't know. Right. Sure. Is someone in... I have uh, no idea. I'm all shoulders. I don't have a lot to say about this topic. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's interesting to me that they have these two ideas, that the universe both heals itself and that the universe is fighting to be free of the timeline. 
You know what yeah, I mean? Well, I, I think that for like one decision, things generally can go back the way that, you know, had originally been planned or whatever. But it's when a series of decisions are made in a way that's different is when it starts to make that branch and like actually diverge from, you know, the main timeline or whatever. And that's, that's what I think they mean by building up variance energy is that enough decisions, enough actions have been made that are different from what should be quote unquote happening. Yeah. That it makes that branch go. Well, I think it's and right there. The, the sticks in the river. I think know? it's right there in the title, the variance energy, like it's either, you know, ripples, not waves. So yeah, you can create waves by throwing lots of sticks or you can create waves by throwing a big rock. You know what I mean? Like yeah, just one big one. So one big decision seems like it could also affect Fair. the timeline in a big way. Certain little things, even in, in Loki just didn't seem like they were big deals, but then uh, apparently created enough variance energy. It's just hard yeah. to know. And it just seems like it's whatever in that particular case, it's whatever the one who remains is trying to get them to understand, you know, like, wants the TVA to do. Yep. He decides where there's variance energy. It seems like I think, I think it's less about what he decides is variance energy and more like if anything goes, if anything goes against what he has dictated to miss minutes Mm -hmm. that the timeline should be. And she runs her calculations and, says, you know, if if it's going to vary too much because of these calculations, because statistics, uh, then we need to prune it and well, get it back in line. It also could literally be he's it's sitting in the Citadel with some sort of uh, track uh, monitoring device at the Citadel. He's literally watching the bands of time. We, we see it behind his window visually. We see yeah. the bands are starting to strip out into branches. So like that red line made, he could, he could literally draw that red line on the window if he wanted to and be like, oh, <laughs> there it is. Go get that one. <laughs> Just imagine like, creepy old he who remains with a fucking telescope at the window just like oh yeah oh no (laughs) no not like that (laughs) pick up the phone hey uh you gotta fix that there there's shit blowing up it shouldn't be like that so what does this mean for storytelling going forward i guess is like really the thing and like to me it means they can do whatever the hell they want to. Like, they yeah. literally can. Like, yeah. it doesn't have to... The X-Men don't have to have existed. The Fantastic Four don't have to have existed since the <sighs> 60s or whatever. Like, anything they want to do... We've been we've been sitting here on this podcast for seven years projecting, like, how they would bring these people in, how they could do it with the current way the MCU is structured, with the multiverse and the way they're doing it, like they can do anything they want. <laughs> Literally anything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, an example of, uh, of what can be done multiversally, uh, is there was an epi or there, um, shit in the spider verse comic. Okay. You know, there's the, the web of all realities is what they called it. But like every different, there's, you know, an infinite number of realities. One of which has a, a steampunk world, that uh, May Riley, that lady May Riley, got bitten by a spider, and that gave her spider powers, and so now she's steampunk, 
style Spider-Man, Spider-Woman, Lady Spider, Lady Steampunk Spider. I don't know. Um, she's got on a corset and like that corset has a, a gizmo, some sort of gadget attached to her back and has like clockwork legs that come out of it. And she's a crime fighter against the, the six men of Sinistry mm. in that verse. Like, Interesting. Could be done. That's a thing that could exist because multiverse. Yeah. And, and and you were talking about this. Uh, so, uh, one of the things that uh, Charlie asked was to, to include the Spider Verse. So to me, the Spider Verse is no different than the rest of the multiverse. Yep. But why there is a Spider Verse is there are different. Uh, and you, you can you can explain this better than I can. There are different characters that exist multiversally or travel the multiverse that care about the Spider Man specifically. In right. Different in in Spider Verse, it's there's this guy that is called the Master Weaver, and he basically can open doors to any point in any reality, um, any any version of the multiverse, and uh, he opens. He's like a prisoner of these these beings called the Inheritors. Uh, Moreland is one of the, one of the guys that Spider-Man had fought at one point, uh, Spider-Man in the 616 universe. And this was the only Spider-Man that has defeated one of them and sent him packing. So that's why he's like the greatest or whatever. But, um, this master weaver opens, you know, portals to realities where there is a, a spider person who they call the, the totem or the spider totem in that universe. And it's every universe has a spider person. It's, you know, it could be Miles Morales, could be Gwen Stacy, Mayday Parker, whoever, you know, depending on the verse, but there is always a spider person that has, you know, followed the, the general got bitten by a spider, became a hero path. And they feed on that spider totem life force. And right. that's like why they're going across the verse. But the, the master weaver basically sees it as a web of reality and time. And he can pull the threads of the web to manipulate them in some way. Yeah. Um, mm. it's a real heady kind of, kind of comic line. There's different versions of this. We've all seen into the spider verse. So I don't know if, I don't know if we've all seen it, but, uh, you should. It is so good. Even if you don't like cartoon things, Ash, it is yeah. the best. <laughs> it is so good. I doubt it's the best, but I, it's probably great. Like I might, I would put it against almost anything. I would put it against like the MCU. Like it's that good. Like it's really, really great. Just a really, really yeah. great thing. Great story. Um, but in that one, the idea is Kingpin is creating some sort of multiverse device to reach out to find. Uh, to reach out to the multiverse. I won't spoil any more than that. And Kingpin's doing that and Spider-Man's fighting him. And then other spider people from the, from that, from that multiverse machine, I guess also fighting Kingpin and things end up falling through and getting brought through to the timeline. And they end up all, all working together to fight Kingpin, which is super fun. Um, there's also the spider verse sort of brought up in the nineties animated series where there's like, uh, the Beyonder is out looking for Spider-Man to f- Spider-Man to fight Spider Carnage. It's like for some for some reason the Spider <laughs> Totem or the Spider and and if we're being honest, it's because Spider-Man is Marvel's most popular character, and right. bringing him into the multiverse and giving different versions of him is just a popular thing to do. Um, right. So 
And but the way it ties into now, the way it ties into the MCU, <laughs> is we have two versions of Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Neither one of them are that bad. Like there are good good things and bad things about both those series. Don't care for the Garfield. <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. I saw Ashley's face and was like, Ooh, it's, it's not my favorite. She disagrees. Like I don't know that version of him kind of goes against everything that Peter Parker's supposed to be because like he's like a model, good looking guy. Agreed. Like he doesn't have that like you know people bullied me. I've had a hard life kind of. Uh, energy. That's it. like, and that even at, like for the actor, he just didn't have that. Like, oh, throw some glasses on him. It's like the trope, but that didn't work either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, I agree. They don't. They definitely don't play with that trope as much. But the thing is, like, as much as Peter Parker is that nerd, he's also the quippy, fun Spider-Man who also has like beautiful ladies fighting over him all the time. Um, so like, he, he has okay. some, he has some Spider-Man. Swagger. But that doesn't, I mean, you don't have to look Peter like the jock to have, Agreed. that's the whole point. He's supposed to be nerdy and girls are like, think that he's, you know, hot cause he's smart and he's funny yeah. instead of just being like the jock and I'm smart and I'm funny and I'm com- like good looking in a traditional way. It's just like, I don't know for me, that wasn't my Peter Parker. That's why I think I the, the young one, the Tom Holland was perfect. Like I'm too old to be physically attracted to him. But if I was 16, I could understand like he, he has that like cute. He's not like traditionally hot. He's not like, yeah. I mean, I, I, I yeah. <laughs> I think he's an attractive young man. But he's I an hear attractive what you're young man, but he's he he's not like a young Fris Hemsworth or right. Um, he has kind of a like they do a good job of playing up the geeky sensibility in that, which they did not do in the Garfield stuff. I agree with that completely. Mm-mm. Right. But the the thing with with Spider Man is because he's got the mask on, he's you know he's able to let himself go, and that's where the quippiness mm-hmm. and and character the confidence that, comes from. Yeah, the yeah. confidence comes from is that he's able to put that mask on and be somebody else. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's, you know, when he takes that off, he's back to being Parker and getting shoved yeah. around. And he's just like, oh, life sucks. I can't pay the rent. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. And and it's not even the just geekiness. It's like the overall downtrodden nature of Sp- of Peter Parker. Like he's right. just his life is just constantly falling apart, um, yeah. which I really wonder how they're going to do that in the MCU. Like if he'll continue if. When once he gets past, uh, you know, it's gonna be hard because he's now he's got like connections to Tony Stark and stuff. Like I, I wonder if like if Norman Osborn comes and takes over, if like Spider Man will lose. Oh yeah, like he's he's cut off from his millions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I feel like a, a rich Peter Parker is also a problem. It's as, it's as, a rich adult Peter Parker is as much of a problem as a cool teenage peter parker you know what i mean <laughs> unless they're setting him up to be the new like robert downey down like the new tony stark of the mcu as, as he starts to get older sure Which did but, happen right yeah in, in the comics yeah <laughs> Professor parker, parker industries yeah. parker industries was a thing yeah 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 um okay so like so that, that, that's the thing with spider it's, it, there's, i don't think there's anything particularly different about the spider-verse it's just the fact that it's a shorthand for the fact that a Spider-Man tends to travel the multiverse a lot. Right. In it's different, it's multiverse. Different it's multiverse via the vehicle of Spider-Man. Yeah. 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 Like, you know about spider powers. Now here's a bunch of it. Iter- here's a bunch of different ways that it could be made. Mm-hmm. Here's a pig. Here's, here's a spider a pig. pig. Yeah, here's this a one's a pig. pig. I don't know why anybody was so surprised about the Loki thing. The Loki gator. If we start to look at like there's spider pig. Yeah. Is there spider anything hamburger. else? <laughs> 
Are there any other animals? Oh yeah, there's a whole universe around Spider Ham. He has like an entire like rogues gallery and everything. And I, we we mentioned it on the Wandavision episodes, but Mephistork is even a thing, yep. um, <laughs> which is why the stork thing was like, oh, it's Mephisto. Um, I know. My flesh, I still but, think it. I still think it. But Mephistork is literally a Spider Ham villain. Like <laughs> that's <yep>. funny. <laughs> uh, okay, so. The thing that I've been impressed with so far, and Loki kind of brought us to, is the amount of variants. And I'm wondering how much that ties into Loki himself being the trickster god and having all this power to metamorphosize himself. Metamorphize? Meadow? Mm-mm. Change. That ability to change himself around to different <laughs> types of uh, beings, like, or is that something we're going to see a lot of, similar to what we're talking about with Spider-Ham? Like, are we going to connect to these, like comics and cartoons is it going to connect that crazy uh or is it is that just a feature of the fact that loki is so different as a being that he was able to have that much variance i think it's both of those actually okay because loki as we know it as we know him it they as we know them (laughs) loki is is able to to shift so much and is shapeshifter magician whatever so, like, on a whim can be whatever Loki wants to be. Right. But now that the multiverse is branching off, it's not just one particular point in time that's branching off. It's the whole timeline. Right. Mm-hmm. So, given enough time yes. from the past to, you know, what would be equivalent to now, but it branched this way, so it's way off into whatever, like, things mm-hmm. could be vastly different. It's a really good point that, like... Loki is the perfect example to bring into this. No one else would be believable that a small choice was made and they're suddenly, you know, a completely different fo- uh, Loki. You know what I mean? Hulk like Loki. <laughs> if Spider-Man like made a different decision, he'd still probably look like Peter Parker or whatever. You know what I mean? He'd still probably yeah. be a basic Peter Parker. But Loki introducing us to the multiverse and being able to be like, I made a decision and now I look like an alligator and that sent me off that makes sense for for loki you know <laughs> yep. and that's yeah. that's really interesting I, I like that idea a lot yeah and like with spider-man and and using him as the vehicle the 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 idea behind spider-verse is that regardless of what is happening in the universe regardless of where the universe has gone spider-man is always the same you know the spider person is always the hero of got bit by a spider, great power, great responsibility, became hero helping people. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's always the same, regardless of who the spider person is. Yep. It's the same. He's always had tragedy. He always feels apart from others, right. all that stuff, but he's still Spider-Man. Um, are still the spider person, the spider totem. They, they, cause it's, it's males and females. There's right. one that's, um, Oh, it's so cute. The art style on it is just so cutesy. And like, it feels like my little pony style art, you know, where it's all like, like <laughs> super bubbly arms and everything. But like Penelope Parker is the one who got bitten and she's just like, Oh, it's so gross. Ew. It's like, it's so different from yep. what I, what I know of Peter Parker. And like, as I'm reading, I'm like, this is great. Oh my God. I want to read this whole line. The last thing I have written on my little uh, guide here is, what questions are are left? What do we not know? And and one of the biggest ones for me is the quantum realm and the TVA. 
they seem to exist outside and the citadel for that matter seem to exist outside of the timeline or do they like that, that that's like the thing they seem to because well they say time passes differently here so maybe they're not right. part of the timeline the citadel is literally looking at the timeline branch so it's literally outside of whatever whatever our our three dimensional space is it is outside of it looking in at it. Um, what is she? What does the uh, ancient one say in Doctor Strange when he's just floating around? Is she says something like, "You're in a place that's outside of space and time." Talking about the mirror dimension, right? Right. So it's like all of these places. I think you're. I think you're right. I think they all exist outside of any timeline. Right. Right. I think that is very that's interesting. Possible. She does send him on a head trip through the multiverse. Through the multiverse, right. not the mirror. It's when he's taking his first little trip through the the multiverse is when she's saying that to him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Before Sorry. all the weird little hands and stuff. Yes, there's that mm-hmm. too. I thought she takes him to the mirror dimension and she's explaining the mirror dimension. She does that as well, but um, yeah. Yeah, that's after he's already like signed on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the the head trip through the multiverse is teach me. Yeah, that was, was a quick acid trip, you know. Yeah. <laughs> what, yeah what's yeah. in that freak out? I loved, I loved it. <laughs> I want to go watch that movie again right now. Doctor Strange was so good. I love Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch was mentioned in the Spider-Verse comic. Like the Spider UK when yeah. <laughs> he called him like Benedict Cumberbug. <laughs> And I was like, what? <laughs> like I was reading it. I was like, what? It's <laughs> funny. I, I, I watched a couple like breakdowns, like TikToks and stuff of people who watched Doctor Strange since they've seen Loki. And there's a ton of stuff in there that seems to tie into all this multiversal stuff, clearly. But like, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. If you go back and watch it, like it, now that we know more clearly what the multiverse looks like, it's really starting to piece together based on all the stuff that Ancient One is teaching Doctor Strange. Um, yeah. But in their in their situation, they're talking about the multiverse, these different dimensions. And it seems like there's a de- delineation between, like, a different timeline and a different dimension. Like the mirror dimension or uh, the place where Dorm- Dormammu is. Dark dimension. The dark, the dark yeah. dimension. The quantum realm, for that matter. Like, I'm interested to know, like, are... <sighs> If there's a different timeline branches, does it have its own mirror dimension? Or is the mirror dimension also a thing that can be accessed from any timeline? You know? Mm-hmm. Like, we need these rules. I really need these rules for my own edification. I just need these rules. I remember Ken was having a real hard time with some of the Doctor Strange stuff. It was just a lot of the stuff with, like, the, the sling rings. Like, you know why he didn't use that more with the whole uh, Thanos thing even at the end. I don't know. And I agreed with him a lot with that stuff. So I hope yeah. that they get into that stuff like there's just so like can you open so if you're in space can you open a sling ring hole and get back to earth like could he have done that i guess he could have because he's like turn the ship around like bitch why don't you just open up a sling ring hole and go back through you know your first thing is tony has to turn the ship around and take us back but like moving in space can you yeah use that can you go and well, bring the rest of the heroes like I, moving I, I, in space, I don't know, but definitely they did it from Titan to Earth. They, but Titan right. is also moving in space. 
Yeah, right? well, so is Earth. Right. <laughs> it's really like, and that's why I was like, well, why wouldn't he immediately have been like, you know, we're in spit, like, instead of being like, Stark, are you going to turn us around? It's like, you have all the capabilities to get everybody home safely right now. Yeah. But yeah, they didn't of it, do that. Instead of it being like, Stark, turn us around, it should have just been like, ooh, that sucked. Let's go home. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like, I'd already be opening it. Like, are you guys coming? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. We're going home. And then he could have been like, well, you know, what if we bring the fight to him? I don't know. I, I, I thought that was, I was like, you do have a point. Yeah. It's you know, I, oh, I would have liked to have seen, like, open, open the sling ring portal and then, um, Stark saying, like, I want to bring the fight to him, but thanks for opening that portal. And then, like, summons another version of the Iron Man suit, like, add ons. Or more nanites or whatever. That would have been amazing. Like why like a, why didn't they do that? Like know? a Thanos Buster type of armor would have mm-hmm. been. Or just the Hulk Buster. Badass. Yeah, that was could it be okay really by cool. then? No, oh. no, no. It was okay by then. Yeah, that would have been really, really yeah, creative and fun way to use their <laughs> well, powers they, together. The, the Hulk Buster was used in Wakanda in that same film. Yeah. Hmm. By Bruce. It would have been being used at the same time. Could you imagine if he would have sling ringed it up and then all of a sudden Bruce would have fallen into the, the like Wakanda thing? Like, what's happening? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to do? That's funny. Yeah. So hmm. I was, I was getting, I was touching on the quantum realm and TVA and both of these things seem out and, uh, and these other dimensions also, I guess, but they, some of them seem outside of the timeline. Like Dormammu <laughs> says there's no time doesn't exist there and stuff. Well, Charles Horton uh, wrote in the chat yeah. a really solid theory, or, well, it he wrote something that inspires a really solid theory. Uh, he says, it exists outside of the timeline, but it started on a timeline. It's the product of the timeline, but is able to exist outside of it. But if you remember uh, something that uh, Renslayer said about the timelines, when they get pruned, they can't destroy all of that matter, so they just send it to the right. end of time. So what if the TVA was just one of those that was like forcibly branched and then pruned and didn't get sent to the end of time, just got kind of like pushed off and do its own little thing. Like possible. Yeah. This is a, this is a little, we're going to separate this and this is where we're going to operate. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely possible. It's also, oh man, this is going to get real technical and you're going to hate it, but think of a fiber optic cable. A fiber optic cable is a bunch of strands of transparent fiber, either glass or, um, or plastic or, you know, some, some kind of, some material that light can travel through. But it's a bunch of individual strands that are all flowing the same direction. They are all part of the same cable, but they're separate. So what if it's like that with the time stream where Doctor Strange can now you know, go and visit those other fibers of the cable or could have gone through those different fibers of the, of the cable, like with the sling ring and right. the mirror dimension was just like the closest one. Right, right, right. And well, then that's the question is like, if that's the case, if like these other dimensions are like a fibrous cable and they exist together with the timeline, I, that's, that's great. Does that mean those, though, when they branch, do all of those things branch together? Like if they, they frayed if, the cable yeah, or, 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 Oh well, yeah, not, not I, get, frayed, I see they, what you're saying. Is it, is it a bunch of different versions of the mirror dimension? Right. Now? Does the mirror dimension exist in both those new timelines or is it, is it one mirror dimension that they both have access to, which the quantum realm seems that way. And the reason oh, I God. say that is because like they can trap, they use the quantum realm to travel between timelines through time travel. 
um, they can, and, and in the Citadel at the end of time, he's looking at the timeline. So it seems like he is outside the timeline. The inhabitants in, uh, are variants taken from prune timeline. So it's not like they live on a timeline. They're taken from all these prune timelines. It just seems like they're setting up that the quantum realm, the TVA and the Citadel all exist outside of indie specific timeline to me. That's what right. it seems like, but I don't know. They could all have their own. I really don't want there to be a bunch of different variant Dormammus. That would be right? terrifying. That would be terrifying. Um, I saw that eyebrow raise, Ashley. You like that idea. He seems really easy to defeat. I don't know. <laughs> Dr. With, Strange didn't have much of a problem. With the time stone, but no more does and he have so it. so many of those lying around the TVA. <laughs> um, somebody knows. <laughs> Somebody's got one. So, um... Yeah, oh, I don't God. know. That's uh, we talked about it on last uh, last episode a little bit, but also like, what is going to be the new mission of the new TVA? I feel like that's another big question we have. Yep. I wonder if it's going to be like really culty. Like, what if it's like anybody who goes against Kang? They're pruning like anybody who stands against whatever his his mission statement is. Yeah. Well, that's the question. What's the new mission statement? We knew the old mission statement was we got one timeline. We're keeping it rolling. Time is a flat <laughs> circle. Um, <laughs> I like, I like that Matthew McConaughey became he yeah, who remains. He who remains Matthew McConaughey edition. It's all right, baby. As long all as you right, keep going right. with Just that keep, big old circle, you know what I'm saying? Circle. Um, <laughs> okay. So we, I put out a call on Facebook for, uh, people asking questions about the multiverse because I thought I'd get a couple. I got about 30 and I know Ashley has to shut down pretty soon. Uh, do you want to hang out for a few questions or do you need to head out? Yeah, I can hang out for a few questions. Okay, cool. I just knew that you were, are uh, you going to like 10 or what do you, what is your plan? Uh, I was thinking like you're reading all 30. No, (laughs) I'm going to run down a few of them. I'm not going to do any of the responses. Obviously I'm just going to do the ones that people posted, but there's a lot. I really thought we'd have like a very short, uh, like, you know, five or six people would have a question, but we have about 30 here. So Matt, you put the question in a group where there are over a thousand people. Historically, that's not worked out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I should have had time to prune them because some of these are probably going to be things we've already talked about, but, uh, let's just run down a few of these. In the Facebook chat. By the way, if you're not in the Facebook group, what are you doing? If you're on Facebook, go to facebook.com slash groups slash SP chat. Um, that's Stranded Panda Chat. Or just search for the Stranded Panda Chat. It's also a link in the description of this episode. So it is the place to go. And just answer the questions. It says like, yes, or I agree, or something like that when you agree to follow the rules. Yeah, there's two questions you have to make sure uh, you answer to get in. Um, yeah, a lot of people don't easy. do them, and then it just causes a lot of work for the moderators, because it's to write people a message like, hey, an- answer the question, please. Um, uh, just deny them. Like, yeah. you'll figure oh, really? Oh. Mm-hmm. That's okay. why I don't do most of those Moderating. now. <laughs> yeah, I try. I, yeah. Uh, sometimes I just wait to, and I'm like, I can't handle that right now, because I can't take time to write a message. So just answer the questions. Just say yes, and yeah. I agree. If um, I see yes and I agree, I'm like, cool, approve. approve. If I don't see that, I'm like, somebody else will handle it. As long as they look like a real a real person uh, and, and they have those things, I'm, I, I approve them. Uh, and we do try to keep the, the group really fun. Anyway, let's, let's, let's get to these. Uh, first of all, Gail says, let's count the number of arguments, which is just a reference to the fact that the first time we had this conversation about how the multiverse works, we argued hard. Listen to that first episode of Loki if you want to hear that. <laughs> 
We haven't been arguing this episode. I think no. we've, we've grown as people. Well, we've also learned a lot about what they actually intended. Um, yeah. Let's see. <laughs> Trenton, just a curse-laden thing. We'll, we'll skip that one. But thank you, Trenton. Uh, Brianna, Brianna uh, who has been... Beast man. Beast, beast man over here in the, in the uh, chat says, um, LOL how? That's my question. Not growing up on comics, I am still having a hard time wrapping my brain around it all. But if, but I feel like have one to pin down. She's a nexus being, which means this, there's only one version of her. Uh, Jeff said it in one of the recent casts that she can't travel between verses, but I could have sworn during WandaVision, uh, it was discussed that being a Nexus being, there's only one version of her. It's all, I don't know, LOL. <laughs> In WandaVision, they didn't mention Nexus beings. No. At all. Um, they have, in a, any of this, they haven't mentioned Nexus beings, right? Yeah, that's right. us gaslighting you. We did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, in WandaVision, yeah, they you. talk, they have the Nexus commercial. They, yeah, and then we went real hard with that whole, with what the Nexus being was. Which, yeah. here's the thing about Nexus We've beings. We've explained it. That is comics. It yeah, is it's not. entirely comics. And not just that, it's like a, a one four issue comic that was, that was that. Which we thought, and, it was another Mephisto situation. So honestly, you can probably oh, so it's ignore. absolutely canon. <laughs> Brianna, can, you can probably ignore the Nexus being idea. It just seems instead the Nexus idea they're going with in this version of the verse is the fact that if you cause enough variance energy, it creates a Nexus. So it has nothing to do with beings. A next event. Event. Well, okay, though. Sure. <laughs> in the, in the comics, the, the Nexus beings are like the anchor point of their particular reality and right. they kind mm-hmm. of represent the main force of magic of your specific timeline. So they are the Nexus being the cause or the, you know, the reason for that branch's existence. So they could then be a nexus being if that's a branch reality. Sure. Like, cause they're like, the cause of that branch. That should be the new term, what nexus being means, right. but it doesn't seem like it ties together with what in comics a nexus being is. So I think right. ignore all that nexus being talk. Just treat right. it like you treat Mephisto. Absolutely. Canon. <laughs> Just trying to get your goat. <laughs> all right. Uh, Brad Heineman says, uh, can you guys, Oh, can you guys go over Nexus beings? We just did. Sorry. Yeah, hooray. Uh, St- Stephanie Bestlin says, I'd like to hear more discussion around the fact that the concept of a multiverse isn't the same as a multiverse timelines or multiple timelines, uh, even though it seems like Marvel is treating them as the same. Uh, so we did discuss this before. I think it's the same thing. Just straight up. Mm-hmm. I think for the sake of what we're seeing on right. screen, it's the same thing. Yeah. And quantum mechanics is not the same thing. Right. Like the, the fourth dimension is the, the, everything that's happening on our timeline as it is, as we experience it now from the big bang until however our universe ends. And then the fifth dimension is all points or all of the various ends that could come from the big bang start. So like that is what we're seeing as the multiverse in 
the Marvel verse, but then like you could split that off to where if a universe started without the Big Bang having started it, you know, if it has different laws of physics, different whatever, like it's a completely separate timeline that also has a branching multiverse to it, a mini worlds theory of its own. Right. So like, you know, it, it gets real crazy as far as like how I think there's up to like 10, 10 or 11 dimensions of, you know, that thought process. And it's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. Right. <laughs> it's insane. That's, that's quantum theory though. In For our purposes in the MCU, it is a time, a timeline is a universe. They're just this, they're interchangeable terms as far as we understand it now. Um, now that may change, but multiple universes, <laughs> multiple timelines, that all, when we say multiverse, we mean multiple timelines. That's all it means. Um, but she says her biggest question is how are varying variants, <laughs> different versions of Loki possible if there weren't any multiverses before the sacred timeline ended? Um, I understand Nexus events created branch timelines and they were pruned, but if there was just one timeline before the branch, uh, wouldn't every variant Loki be an earlier identical version of Loki? Uh, does that make any sense or should I let, let go of trying to make sense of it? So yes, <laughs> uh, here's the, the problem is miss minutes in her description of the sacred timeline described it as one single timeline. And even he who remains describes it somewhat that way. But we know now that there have to be small changes allowed to the timeline because of the way that, Variance energy works um, because a small amount of variance energy apparently is not enough to cause it to be pruned. So apparently right. it's, it's kind of like the cable you were talking about earlier is every the, the, the sacred timeline is a bunch of undulate. And if you watch the the video Miss Minute shows, she shows a bunch of undulating sort of cables that form the timeline. And it seems yep. that some of those can drift away from each other a little bit and they snap back into place. And on all of the monitors in the TVA where they're showing the sacred timeline, it's kind of wavy. And that waviness says to me that there are small choices, small changes that can be made as long as everything comes back to this cohesive, you know, this timeline, everything is fine. As long as we get from this point to that point, you know, you can do whatever you want within those confines. But if something that you do is going to cause a branch or cause the timeline to veer away from, you know, this intended goal, then it has to be pruned. And at that point, you know, that Loki gets sent to the end of time. And it could be any version of Loki because Loki, you know, could turn himself into boastful Loki and get a hammer and decide I'm going to defeat all of the Avengers and mm-hmm. get, you know, get all the infinity stones, whatever, even if that story was true, like all of that is kind of why that Loki is a variant and had to be pruned, you know, cause right. that's not supposed to be Loki. So he did enough <laughs> things that at some point he did enough things that he would divert the timeline to where it could no longer meet up with itself to become the timeline that ends wherever right. this one's supposed to end and couldn't into the void. To, yeah. It couldn't come back to, to where it needs to be. And like, I know, I understand why Loki Gator got pruned. Like nobody can hate on Loki Gator. Everybody loves Loki Gator. So like, 
you know, if if everybody loves Loki Gator, then nobody's going to make him go through a bad life. That's got to be pruned. Yeah. So this one doesn't really require a response, but I think it's funny. Uh, Justin Deep Blued says, uh, Mephisto confirmed? I'll take yeah. my answer off the air. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, it's yes. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Justin. That's funny. Uh, Glenn Kessler says, He who remains used the word infinite in describing the number of his variants so many times in episode six. How do you possibly think storytelling works with a number that big? Or do you think they will settle in on two to six variants, Kang, Immortus, Iron Lad, etc. Okay, so there are a million, or there are an infinite number of variants, but there are a finite number of decisions that need to be made, right? Mm, I Theoretically, I, I, I mean, if he lives, because every every so, branch timeline creates its own branches, you know. Right. Every right, decision but, leads to more decisions. Butterfly effect. It could constantly. It is infinite. That's what he keeps constantly. So, sorry. Uh, (laughs) Dumb joke. Um, So, my my theory, though, on this is that there may be an infinite number of Kangs, but not all of them are different. Mm -hmm. So... You know, we could see several Kangs that are the, that are similar, or one could be like a representative of this type of Kang. Yeah, you like we could have one that is just a you know, I conquered all the conquerors, the conqueror of conquerors, whatever. Right. Um, we have the one that's you know, I am the benevolent one that weaponized Eliath. You know, we all had this idea, but I'm the one that took it and ran with it. I think Loki has given us a good blueprint for how this is going to work because. We see about four, I don't know, 30 Lokis uh, in yeah. this in this season, but we yeah. only care about five. You know what I mean? Right. Like, they, they just, we, you only need to care about the ones you need to care about. And if, if you tell the story carefully and you don't waste time on Lokis you're going to kill off and then replace <laughs> with the same Loki and all that kind of shenanigans, like, you, people keep talking about how can you care if the multiverse is real, because you could just go to the next, grab the Peter Parker from the next universe. That, that, that you still care about the Peter Parker you care about. And I, again, Loki did this well, so did Into the Spider-Verse. Like, um, I, th- I, th- I think that we will see that. Um, Shane L. Scanlon says, um, is there a character whose power is specifically the ability to travel freely through the multiverse? America Chavez. That's correct. Who is appearing in what movie? Multiverse uh, of Madness. Mm-hmm. That's right. So yes, there is. She has the power to punch star-shaped holes in the multiverse to travel to different timelines and universes. Um, it's pretty awesome. And she is mm-hmm. in. She is in Multiverse of Madness. And if you, they, they released a uh, a rap gift that they gave to the uh, people uh, who uh, who worked on DS Mom. Have y'all seen this? The comic book. There's a, there's, they, I saw the picture. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, though. they gave a comic book, like a little comic book, to all the people who worked on Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And the cover is is a star shaped hole that they're all jumping through. And it's like it's um America Chavez. Uh, oh gosh, who else is in? Uh, Wanda, I believe. Uh, Wong and Doctor Strange all jumping through this this star shaped hole. Love it. Mm-hmm. I love it a lot. So she's coming, she's going <laughs> to be here and she, I think she'll be a big role in that movie. Yeah. I'm excited. Me too. Yep. 
Uh, Trenton Carl Pummel says, a real question I have. He's the one who asked about, uh, uh, the, uh, Mephisto earlier, I believe. Um, how many other Marvel universes will the multiverse extend to, if any at all? Obvious ones possible are Fox X-Men, Fantastic Four, Sony Spider-Man, da 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 da. And then he says, could Marvel retcon and make all the other universes blend in well enough with the storytelling? Or should they start with their own version of each character with handpicked actors? Last question. Can we please get John Krasinski in as Mr. Fantastic? Um, in the multiverse, you can get him for sure. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's 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 one of them for sure. He's one of them for for damn sure. I think both is <laughs> the answer canon. to your question, <laughs> Trenton. I think that they can. The the great thing about the multiverse and storytelling within it is they can touch on the multiverse as much as they want, but they don't have to touch a, a verse they don't want to. So like the multiverse exists, all worlds are possible. Yep. Ben Affleck Daredevil exists somewhere, but we don't have to talk about him. You know what I mean? Like, so like that world blends with our That's world. That's one of those far branches. Yeah. That's a different fiber optic cable entirely. <laughs> that world exists and it works. There's no reason that world couldn't exist, but we never have to mention it again. There are reasons that that world shouldn't exist, but we don't have to talk about it. Exactly. He's like, you killed my dad. <laughs> I've never laughed so hard in my life when when they take off his mask and he just has that faraway face. They're like, "Who is Daredevil?" He's like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Ben, that is not what blind people look like. Ben, who told you to oh. do that? Oh, Charlie ben. Cox was so good at like Charlie. He put in the work. Like yeah, he, he went and was around people. He like really wanted to represent, you know, mm-hmm. yes. that, and not just jump on there and be like. The way he moves his eyes is like, uh, freaking amazing. Like, I can't imagine. I need him back. <sighs> it's such an involuntary action to move your eyes like that. And like, how did he do it? How did he freaking do it's because it? Because he's amazing. Yeah, he really is. He, he really did is. it by being amazing. Oh, and man. there's a ton of rumors that he's going to show up in No Way it Home. Needs- and Not like, bringing him in is such a wasted, like, you already have a slam dunk. Feige, yeah. we already love him. You don't have right? to do anything. I can't like, imagine they're not going to. The check is written. You just have to cash yeah. it. Yeah, for real. Yeah. For real. A hundred percent. And the thing is, <laughs> just like uh, previous versions of Daredevil movies that have been made, uh, he doesn't. Ha- they don't have to re-explain the origin story. They can have a flashback of it or whatever, but you just start him. He's already Daredevil. You don't yep. have to explain seasons one through three of Daredevil. Mm. You just nope. jump in. Kingpin exists. Daredevil exists. Oh. Fight ensues. And those of us who oh, know yeah. those stories are going to love it. And those of you, those of us who don't know the Netflix stories can still really enjoy and love those stories. Can still mm-hmm. go back and watch it for the themselves. Yeah, for sure. And catch Did up. Did you see? They said like if that was supposed to be canon, that those shows were supposed to take place during the blip. What? Some people have said that. I'm like, if you're going to make that be canon, that makes, at least it makes sense. You know, people aren't talking about people being dusted. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like the idea of them existing in the blip because, like, they talk about, you know, the event or, uh, yeah. you know, New York. The thing, the, the incident, problem, you know, the thing say. that the incident that happened in New York, like, 
that's obviously the alien invasion that happened in Manhattan. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. If it gets it to bringing the characters in, that's all I care about. Like yeah. anything they can do to make it make sense so that they can bring them in and <laughs> whatever. I don't care. Lie to me. Make it not make sense. Like, <laughs> sure. Do what you got to do. Do whatever you want. I just need him back. Well, the thing is, you could ha- <laughs> they could use the multiverse to bring mm-hmm. in a very similar version that doesn't have the exact same story. If they didn't want, like, like say they don't want Kingpin to have the exact same backstory. They could use the multiverse yeah. to bring in a similar version played by the same actor that like has the similar character, but he is multiversal. So if there's any small quibbles, we just call it yeah, multiverse. Like it's, it's still Wilson Fisk. It's just because multiverse, the, the choices that were made through his life and he made, are slightly different, so he doesn't have the same backstory. Like, perfectly fine. Still ended up being Kingpin of New York. Yeah, yeah. I'm cool with it. I still like Charlie Cox, Matt Murdock being a lawyer. Like, however you need to, if you don't want Electra to have been in his past, like, cool. I'm cool with that. Fine. You know, whatever you got to do to get me Charlie Cox, Matt Murdock back. Whatever it is. Make this happen. Yeah, yeah. Check's written. You just have to cash it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Cut the check! Uh, Jennifer Landrip, uh, Jenny. Yeah. Jenny puts just a picture of, uh, Deadpool rubbing himself, um, which I fully approve. And that's a perfect place to end this episode. I think you're probably right. (laughs) I like it. You're probably right. Uh, we have a bunch of other people writing in, but I think we do need to stop. We need to stop at Deadpool rubbing himself. Deadpool's rubbing himself and I have other things to do now. (laughs) I'll be in my bunk. I'll be in my bunk. (laughs) Okay. Uh, that, thank you guys so much. Uh, thank you, Charlie Ward, for the commissioned episode. We're gonna do, do some more commissioned episodes over the next few weeks. Uh, if you are not a patron, go to patreon.com slash mcucast, uh, and you can do a, um, pledge an amount per episode. We only ever charge once per week, even though sometimes we do two, three, four episodes a week, we only ever charge once. So, um, if you want to th- throw some support our way, it would be very, very appreciated. Uh, stranded pen. What did I just say? I don't know what I just said. Patreon.com slash MCUcast. I think I said strandedpanda.com. Sorry. <laughs> Patreon.com slash MCUcast uh, to support the show. Uh, and that's all from us. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Bye. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com. 